Okay. Woo! <laughs> is that is that some residual excitement from seeing Avengers later or earlier today? <laughs> from that, yeah, a little bit <laughs> from that. Oh, I I did see the Andre the Giant documentary too, which I liked. By the way, this is Visualist Podcast episode forty nine. <laughs> before this is uh your grade a top tier under the giant information podcast uh apparently um (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything you want to know i got it how was it it was really good actually um very good i think simmons was involved sports guy bill simmons yeah that's kind of why i like didn't want to see it yeah, he got pretty just, annoying to me, but he's just tacky. Yeah, but it was good. I would yeah. recommend it to anybody that likes documentaries in general. <laughs> it was a interesting look into the life of Andre the Giant. Yeah, it's probably probably pretty sad as well. Yeah, it did get sad at the end. Like the big, um, yeah, because like because he snapped his fingers and half the population of the galaxy died. Or is that that is the Andre Giant thing, right? Um, I can see how you could confuse Andre the Giant with Thanos. They both quite large. He's the who is this? The uh, the villain in Avengers. He snaps his fingers and half the universe instead. Wait, Andre the Giant's in Avengers? No, Thanos is in Avengers. And who's the documentary about? Thanos? Uh, no, Thanos is a fictional character. It's about Andre. Okay. Andre yeah. the Giant. That wouldn't work. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Thanos documentary. <laughs> Talk about him. I'm sure there's plenty of them on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Don't go down right. that rabbit hole. No. There's no need for that. So... <laughs> Our uh, our beloved segment, for opening segment, trifling in NYC, going to be a little thin today. Um, things have been pretty mellow. Things have been. Week. Or at least <laughs> things that I'm willing to talk about on a, on a podcast oh, available okay. in the world is, uh, have been mellow. I did, I ordered a, a, this pair of, I don't know if you recall our conversation about this weird pair of jeans I bought on Amazon. Um, yeah. um, and, I, and how are they? The fashion line. Well, I, well, that was the thing. I ordered them like probably last summer. And so they developed the classic hole in the crotch. Oh, right. So, right. So I had to, I had to get a new pair and I just ordered those and, uh, they just got here. They're fine. But then I got an email from the, the I randomly got an email from the company the design company and like I, I still couldn't even tell you the name of this company and I'm and I'm looking at the email right now I still can't figure out what their name is <laughs> really weird uh, that's odd okay but it's it was just funny because I've never gotten this from a Amazon or the our company from that I purchased something through through Amazon but basically they just sent me like like a personal email just saying I hope you're satisfied with your jeans let us know if you have any issues. But the weird thing is there's all these typos and shit in it uh, and like grammar and syntax issues. <laughs> so, which leads me to believe that this company is not, is not based in a country where English is uh, predominant. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned. So you, you think you get like 
Some scam jeans? What are, you, what are these jeans made out of, you think? <laughs> Did you just say scam jeans? <laughs> yeah. You got, some, you got some scam jeans? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that wouldn't, that's not a bad name for like a, a jeans line. Um, <laughs> I mean, as long as they're cotton, I, I'm good because they need to breathe. But um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe they are scam jeans. What's wrong with that? What's what's up with that? There's nothing wrong with that. If you like them, you know I love it. You like it, I love it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, okay, well, so we can move on. Uh, <laughs> you, you've uh, you've been good in NYC. Everything cool? Uh, yeah, everything's been cool. Summertime coming on. I haven't tried anything new recently. Yeah. No food adventures. Um, did I have any? I had some good meals, but nothing like overly exciting. You know, no Carl's Jr. yet. I've still just been looking uh, at it when I walk by. Yeah, yeah we got to go there. Okay, well, this yeah. is, we briefly touched base with the junk food segment. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what your fixation is with this, really. I mean, they're decent. They're pretty basic hamburgers, I think. Just because I've never had it, and it was so strange for it to pop up one day. It's like, oh, Carl's Juniors, and I'd like seen the commercials and heard about the commercials, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, so I was like, well, let me uh, let me get in here. I guess the commercials work if you're thinking. Yeah. About I mean, it's, it's really they got me. Uh, they got their anyway, money's worth, right? Yeah. Let's let's get into there was one up the the finale of Atlanta, season two. Um, and just overall thoughts for the season. Um, I took some notes, and as is usually the case, commonly the case with me and my notes, I I wrote them down. I don't really remember <laughs> the context. I have I have ASAP purple in here. I don't even I don't know, know what that is. That doesn't that seem would refer to. I mean, there's the ASAP Mob crew of rappers, but I really don't think this relates to that because these are the notes I took while I was watching. Was there a song, ASAP ASAP song playing at some point? Oh, everything is purple. Okay, yeah, there's an ASAP Rocky song per- called Purple. Oh, wait a minute, this was going to be my trifling in NYC today. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, look at that teamwork. <laughs> 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 I totally forgot I had prepped and I'm looking at it. I looked at these notes before we started and I didn't put it together. So yes, you're right. Okay. So, uh, oh God, this is an even more pathetic. Yeah. ASAP trifling. No. And it doesn't even relate to the song. God, this is, <laughs> uh, this is a story of me trying to be cool on Twitter years ago and okay. just failing miserably. Because mm. um, there, yeah, this is all you need to know is there's an ASAP Rocky song called Purple. Uh, I'm a moderate fan of ASAP Rocky. He's pretty got some good songs. Um, but I don't know if you remember, you and I actually you were you were involved with this. We went to, um, you know, we used to go to this bar, sports bar, Mulholland's, to watch college football games. Right. And usually we would go just to watch Ohio State games. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you remember, there was a one SEC game that was really hyped. I think this was 2011 or 12. It was the um, 
LSU Alabama game. When, okay. When it, both teams were really like, I think they're probably ranked one and two. Oh. And for some reason, and it was a, a Saturday night game, late night. I don't even know how I talked you guys into going with me because I was the only one who seemed to be excited about it. <laughs> and then, in any case, uh, God, this is uh, why did I choose this? Now, see, uh, now that I'm in the middle of telling this, I'm, I'm like, this is just bizarre. But anyway, I was trying to catch, like, I was trying to. This is when I was actually trying to be active on Twitter and I don't know, make stuff happen, but. I, and I was like, okay, so how do I, how do I sort of be- become part of the zeitgeist of, of the popularity of this game? Because it was pretty, pretty widely hyped. And, and how do I do this through Twitter? What can I say that will, that'll be cool on Twitter and maybe get some retweets from, I don't know. Like, so I think I decided I was rooting for LSU. Okay. And the, the colors of the LSU Tigers team is, um, uh, are yellow and purple, right? Yeah. Do you, you see where I'm going with this? I, I see. I see. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah. No, it's not. But <laughs> so on Twitter, like all this manifested came from my brain into my hands, typing on my laptop uh, on Twitter. <laughs> and what I cons- conspired to type was <laughs> just everything is purple. <laughs> okay that's that's it that was the tweet that was the tweet i tweeted that out you could probably still find it on on the visceralist twitter account um but that it was just like that's it like because that fails on so like a few different levels did you put some hashtags on there no okay i should have in retrospect yeah I wonder if there's maybe I'll go back and edit it. No, um, yeah. I, I, oh fuck! I didn't even put like the LSU Alabama hashtag. That's right. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So, it's okay. So, so because like the like the assumption there would be that people would know a lyric from a random ASAP Rocky song. Which is which is the hook goes everything is purple, and then somehow put it together that you know purple is one of the one of the colors of the team I was rooting for, <laughs> and then there are all those people that have no idea what you're talking about about the football game or the song, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's, maybe we should just stick with Atlanta. Okay, deal. <laughs> never mention that story again. Anyway, um, that never happened. I think LSU won that game too. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I did have some effect, but um, so uh, yeah. So this is the episode. You know, and this is something I commented on in our last episode. Is in, in the review. Uh, of the episode where Paperboy admits to Earn that he's been talking to Clark County's manager. Right. And I said then, like, he didn't technically fire him, even though I think a lot of people he thought that, that was him firing him, that conversation. Right. It seemed like it, but there was no official firing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so we find out in this episode that he didn't, not only did he not fire him, but he even sort of reasserted his re reaffirmed to him, like how important he is as his manager and how he's going to, to keep him around, which was nice. It was a good scene on the, on the, plane. it was, well, <laughs> the plane was a good scene. The, I guess I mean, this scene, this well, we could cut. I mean, the, the key part of that episode was when the gun. He had the gun in the in the X ray line at the airport. Yeah, you know what? When did you remember that he had the gun in the bag? It was. Yeah, I think it might have been right as the like sort of like it's it's went into like some slow mo a little bit, and the music cue changed, and all the music dropped out or whatever, and all or all the background noise dropped out. I think that yeah. So it was like basically right as Earn was realizing it right i think that's what i remember too when they were putting it down to go through the check and i like earn put his bag down and then all of a sudden i said oh shit the gun yeah yeah i think i said (laughs) i think i said no and then like the show is does such a great job of like building tension and you know intensity i was so stressed out for earn during yeah man that i actually had to pause it so I was watching on YouTube TV. I had to pause it. I think I had to when I st- when I replayed it again. I had to play it with the volume off. Like I had to mute it because I couldn't take like the sound design was just adding to my anxiety. Um, and uh, and then finally, I like I re I rewatched it after I saw what happened and that he was sort of okay. But I okay. had to rewatch it before I realized like he was really slick in the way he. I didn't even see it. They didn't show it, right? So I rewatched it closer uh, earlier today, the scene, just that scene. And yeah. basically, he unzips the bag, sees the gun, and then it cuts to a shot. Like, it, like at first, it's like a, a downward shot looking at the bag, but then it cuts to like a profile shot of Ern. And you see him with the realization on his face. He then, once it gets back into normal speed or whatever, um, you he he turns because Clark County is right behind him in the line. He, yeah, uh, he, he tells, and he's already sort of like gotten his own. Clark County's gotten his own backpack. Oh yeah, and then he the he asks for the bin. He right? asks him to grab him a bin, and in the it's it's really quick too. Like because Clark County literally just turns around, and maybe is like a two seconds tops. And in that time, although you, you don't even you don't really hear. Because you would think sometimes in another show you might hear sound, the sound of him pulling out a gun out of backpack, unzipping Clark County's bag, putting it in. Like that, that's a really tricky move to do in a yeah. crowded airport in under two seconds. Like, and and it wasn't like it was some like uh, regular gun. This shit was shiny gold, <laughs> bright as. <laughs> gold gun yeah it was big <laughs> it was heavy shiny yeah it probably had that light glinting off of it you know Glint, yeah yeah it's crazy um oh yeah because then they him and his manager did have that like weird little exchange that back and forth about who was gonna get the the bin or like where the bin was supposed yeah. to be or something right they're like no it's well you gotta get it from the front or some some something like that so, yeah before but then okay so then after they got through so earn it's 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 another great shot because it's like a it's it's sort of a medium shot and you see earn and paperboy and darius all together kind of 
right, grabbing all their stuff and walking towards the gate. But in the background, you can see and hear Clark County. Well, you hear someone, a TSA member, saying, "Whose bag is this?" Yes, holding up, holding up. Yes. and then you see Clark County saying, "Hey, Luke, come here." Oh, uh, I, I, I think I, I missed that. I missed that Lucas part. Walks over and then it cuts, and then they're on the airplane. Right. So yeah, so, like we got to go. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry yeah. up! So the implication yeah. there is that, I mean, well, it's pretty obvious that that somehow Lucas took took the hit, and I can, I was just sort of imagining it probably went like, oh, Luke, that because like obviously, so really all all Clark County needs to know is that if the TSA is holding up your bag and yelling, hey, whose bag it is, it's probably bad. And so yeah. I, I think he, and this is, this is the thing, like, in some of the internet commentary I've seen, like, like Clark County is a fucking savage. He <laughs> is so casually reckless and dangerous and scary that he was probably like, yo, Luke, this is your, what? come get your bag. And like expecting Lucas right. to know. Right, he probably like, was. What time it is? Right. Yeah, you're. You know what? That was a good description of Clark. He is so fucking like casually scary about everything that he does. It's like, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder if he's like because he intimidated that that recording engineer. Which in that scene, what I was thinking about is like, man, you don't. It's not a good idea to piss off a recording engineer. Because although there are many of them, it's hard to find a good one. It's hard to find one you have a good rapport with, and they're expensive. And like, you don't want to just be casually beating up recording engineers. I wonder yeah. if Clark County though is also has like some some hooks hooks into his his manager. Like maybe he's threatened him. I wouldn't put it past uh, him. No, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he could have something on whatever the guy's name, Luke, Lucas, Luke Dog. Um, yeah, dang, we had Clark. What else do you have? Any other thoughts? I liked the couch. They hadn't been on the couch. Were they on the couch all season? Oh, that's right. There was the return of the couch. Yeah. I don't think the so. The return of the couch. We saw, we saw him and Lottie. We saw him, Ern, and Lottie together. Have we really seen them together this year? Ern and his daughter Lottie. I I don't think so. I, do I don't think so either. I I remember from that scene. What I wrote down in my notes is Van got a lot of hair, <laughs> and she does. And oh yes, she does. I assume it's some sort of weave and based enhancement to some degree. I don't a know. A lot of hair. Uh, it might not be. Hmm. Maybe not. She seems to have a lot of hair, but um, but yeah, the urn, the urn and Lottie was good to, for them to get some solo action. That weird. <laughs> like he has such like these ordinary scenes, these everyday life ordinary scenes that are so annoying. Mm-hmm. It happened like his that weird lift driver to sing. Uh, I've never been. How about you just follow the directions? You know, it's like it's saying make a left. Can you yeah. just make the left? Can oh, you just do right. it, please? It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, the lift driver thought 
they just weren't paying attention to the to their yeah driving uh directions up or whatever to the gps thing and just kept beeping take the left and then rerouting rerouting yeah <laughs> It's like, you, take a left here. You find yourself getting annoyed by that? Have you been in that position? <laughs> I did, because I'm always watching. Like, where's this guy going? Mm-hmm. I usually don't. Yeah, there were. Um, that only happened to me, like, where I really got concerned. Did I, I don't even think I said anything. I was taking, like, uh, the lift line to the airport. I was like, where is this guy going? Because this is now this is the wrong way. We turned around. He turned around and went past my apartment to pick somebody up and then go back in the way what? we were going. Wait, yes. what's lift lift line? Is that it's the same as like an Uber pool, right? Okay. All right. And I usually only do it when I'm going to the airport because there's like always somebody else going to the airport. Yeah, that's a good idea. Is it how much is it? Um, it depends on, you know, it depends on the time, how many people are in, on there, but it's usually like, um, uh, I don't know, like 40% less than if you went by yourself. It's usually a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, too, too much of a big shot to take the subway, like the common people. Is that, <laughs> is that a, only 275? Uh, <laughs> I, I value my time, you know. Whoa, I'll spend whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, yeah. Can't do anything productive on the subway. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. okay. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I would, I do. I have taken the cabs and like I've taken a regular ca- yellow cab sometimes. Um, yeah. If I'm running late, or but I do prefer to take the subway just because I know the route and. I'm right next to the J train, which goes out there. Right. I used to do that when I was by the J train. Nice and easy. Yeah. Um, so one but anyway, <laughs> yeah, back to Atlanta. Back to Atlanta. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, another note, I noticed like when they were packing up Al's pair of paperboy, Al paperboy, uh, his apartment, I noticed, I, and I wonder if this was intentionally uh, a wire reference, um, but Al had um, two like samurai swords in his apartment on the mantle, just like Stringer Bell did uh, hmm. in season three of The Wire. After he's killed, McNulty and Bunk go to his apartment, and you see it's like really slick and nice, expensive apartment. But he's got like these random samurai swords on top of his mantle place, and I don't know. Paperboy had them in a similar place, and I, I don't recall seeing them in any other episode actually. Uh, I don't remember either. I mean, realistically, if anybody had them, I would put it on Darius, like carrying one around or doing something weird with a samurai sword. (laughs) Yeah, sword like round like Lee. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't remember seeing that. But I I I appreciated the frustration with the movers. That was good. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It all started with the, wait, is, it, is, is that a beer? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Out there in the morning, you know, drinking. <laughs> I was thinking, like, would that, if I was moving, I, certainly, if I guess if I was working for a moving company, I wouldn't be drinking, but, um, oh, wait a minute. I was just thinking, like, 
if I helped a friend move, would I potentially be drinking? And I already have the answer to that. The answer is yes, because mm. I did help a friend move recently, uh, and it was after work, and it was it was a pretty easy move, just uh, to a different floor in his his current his apartment building. Uh, oh, so simple. Yeah, um, deceptively simple because I got I actually got cut. I got a, <laughs> I got a big cut on my leg. And oh. we had to reassemble a bookshelf. It took like an hour on, just on its own. But anyway, um, but uh, the cut's okay. It's okay, good. It's a I'm bit glad. of a scar, but that's fine. Um, and the other thing I noted is when Darius is like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure my passport's expired, but I, I'm probably not going to need it, right? <laughs> <laughs> going to, from Atlanta to Europe. Yes. I think that's yeah. The, you, yeah. You mentioned like Ern's just general frustration, like throughout that day, and that's the one that really got to me because it's like, fuck. Like it reminded me of moments like at work when I've had to kind of like pick up the slack for someone who just completely dropped the ball. You know? Yeah, that one is just like fuck, Darius. What? Like, what world are you living in, man? Come on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my and my thing was like, uh, I initially thought that Earn was gonna like. I I didn't. First of all, I didn't even realize there were these companies that can just get you a new passport in a couple hours. Like that, that stuff's amazing. real. I think it is. Is that real? Um, I believe so. And the reason I think that is because there is in the Lower East Side or in Chinatown, um, I want, I just actually, I never would have noticed this place before, except probably except for the Atlanta episode, but there's like a little storefront in Chinatown that says like expedited passport services. Huh. Um, so, and actually now that I think about it, my buddy, oh no, that was with a visa. A buddy of mine is going to India didn't realize he needed a visa. So he got a, a quick 24 hour turnaround on a, on a visa, but he had to, I mean, he missed the flight, um, had to get a new one, but, um, but yeah, apparently you can, you can get it. Huh? Okay. I mean, they definitely looked a little shady. They did, but I don't know. One of what other kind of other services they had in there <laughs> at that store? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nothing you want to go blabbing about, probably. Um, <laughs> but no, my initial for us, I was like, oh damn, and like, for whatever reason, I assumed Earn was going to have to pay for it too. So that, so that, right? That's what I thought too. So, but Darius paid for it, which makes sense. I mean, why would Earn isn't like Darius's manager? Um, no. And I was like, why does Darius even need to be on, like, coming with? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what his official role is going to be. Like, I don't yeah, know. He's just part of the entourage, I guess. It does, yeah. It seems like he's like a, like a, I don't want to say turtle, because that's mildly offensive, I think. I think he's he's closer than that. He's smarter than that, at least. Yeah, um, but maybe he's a uh, paperboy's hype man on stage or something. Okay, maybe we've never seen the the live show, right? 
Um, so yeah, expedited passport. Um, yeah, I and mean, that's all I got. Um, they still haven't, unless you have any other specific notes about that episode. Um, I was laughing at the end because that was funny to me. And then I also knew that you were probably smiling extra hard when Tracy couldn't get in. <laughs> Tracy was locked. Like nobody told Tracy that he was locked out, that they were leaving. I was. I was so happy that he, <laughs> he got some kind of comeuppance. But like, yeah. Like, just being like a general jackass. <laughs> that was because he's like, I got Chinese food. Yeah. The weird thing is there. Okay, so if they're out, they're, did they? Uh, so, oh, wait a minute. So fuck, I hadn't even put this together. So they they just basically left that whole apartment. I mean, I was going to ask you about that too. So I, I guess they were just renting it, and they just moved and put their stuff in storage. And did they go to a whatever? And facility? that was that's what I. That's where they were supposed to be taking it from the truck. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense because you're still paying for the storage, but it's got to be less than. It has to be less than an apartment, apartment, right? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Ern was living in a storage unit. Yeah. Last season. Um, so, yeah, I guess it makes sense. But it seems like Tracy would have a key to the place. And I doubt they could have changed the locks that quickly, even if they did move out. I guess they never gave him one. But then it's also, yeah, it's it was kind of strange that he was completely locked out because, like, I'm sure they must have been talking about what was happening. And he was usually around. There's no way yeah. he could have missed that they were moving out, you know? Yeah, I mean, moving out is definitely more than just a single day. <laughs> <laughs> Although I could see him just kind of being like so like, well he came well he came back with a girl, yeah. Maybe he had been he'd spent the previous couple nights with the girl at her place or something. I don't know. Okay, all right, yeah. Maybe he'd been staying somewhere else. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just hadn't been around or he'd been just like, like thinking about his waves too much, <laughs> so focused. <laughs> busy like coming up with schemes to get the the waves extra <laughs> extra wavy yeah <laughs> yeah yes in good ways give them that um uh, yeah so in the end i guess it seems like he's gonna keep them for now yeah yeah it seems like you know at least for the the duration of the tour and that I think he was right. I think he had a good point. And it's, it's weird to me that this, that this had never, and maybe this is a tribute to the, to the quality of the show is that it hadn't even occurred to me that, Oh yeah, of course you stick with Ern in this scenario because he's got your back. He's family his loyalty. Like that's something that's right. addressed in the previous episode. Um, and you know, Lucas as the manager, I'm sure he's good. He can get you like some good gigs or good, you know, placements or whatever. And, but he's, you know, he's definitely not going to be as low. Like, as soon as you don't have a hit song, if you go like a year without a hit song, like he, he's going to, you're gone. Like he's cutting you off. No question. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, that, that made a lot of sense. Yeah. That was good. Sort of, you know, it sort of had the tie in with the uh, premiere with the first episode. 
everything with the gun and then with the conversation with cat and oh you know, yeah so. yeah um yeah because yeah cat said something like he said family is business it was something like that like yeah it was like family is business and then like get that big ass chip off your shoulder yeah yeah you don't want to wind up like me stop walking around with that chip on your shoulder yeah he's right i don't know that Earn entirely did get rid of the chip off his shoulder but it seems like i don't know i mean you could make the argument that if anything he's gotten more aggressive just like to to move the gun like as as fucked up like it he definitely like it, like the gun in the bag is entirely his fault, even if he did just blank on it and it's benign, and you know we know he's not violent or anything. But that's a dick move. It's a dick move, even if Clark you think it feels Clark County can eat the charge or fight it better than he can. <laughs> it is a dick move, but then you know, Earn, and, Earn and needs to show some of that. Yeah, it, yeah, it was right in the end. It was his fault. Like, what was he doing? Like, he took the gun. He wasn't paying attention when he was packing his shit and brought the gun. Yeah. So, and but yeah, like the aggression. The aggression I was referring to it comes out in like, well, I'm gonna do this really slick move that's really fucking savage, savage, and uh, <laughs> and just like potentially ruin like ruin someone's life and career yeah yeah you know <laughs> i mean shit you know like i don't i don't know if the gun is loaded or what hopefully it's unloaded so there's not i mean it's still something but yeah, it's a lot be, less than whatever it is well i was talking with someone at work about this episode too and he was like you know there's a good chance i mean so lucas is pretty savvy so he'll take the charge probably because he's probably in a better position to fight it in court. But the Clark, right. Then Clark. Yeah. But well, Clark's the meal ticket too. So he has to be out yeah. to, to for Luke to make any money. They don't show Luke. Lucas is having any other clients um, though. I would imagine he, he does if he's once you have a, like one success, really successful guy like Clark County, you're going to, you're, you're going to pick up a few more anyway if it ever gets to trial, they're going to review that surveillance footage. No doubt. I would have to imagine that they would see or what earn what earn did. There's cameras everywhere. It's a really huge airport. Atlanta's airport. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, That's a good point. You know, so I, I don't know how I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So <laughs> earn, you know, he's not going to be extradited from Europe, but, once he gets back, if he flies back, especially if he flies back through Atlanta, you know, that's something <laughs> he should immediately consider that, by the way, is like changing his ticket to fly back to like, I don't know, DC and then drive to Atlanta um, <laughs> to, to avoid that Atlanta airport. I'm serious. Like he's going to get, I don't know. In, in theory, they'd probably, I don't know if the TSA has some computer system where if he's flagged at one airport, every other airport around the country i mean probably yeah the no fly list what am i saying like yeah okay. yeah there's probably some other version of that for just general criminal behavior as opposed to terrorism but i don't know okay that's a good point i didn't even think about that yeah because you're right there are cameras everywhere yeah 
So if they really, really start looking, they're going to see what Iron did. Although, if he was able to do it, do that move of the gun as slick as he apparently did, given that it's such a big gun and so so flossy and shiny, maybe he was able to do it sub- subversively or like shiftily enough that maybe it, it, it wouldn't show up on a, a camera or he might be blocking the camera angle or something. I don't know. There's ways around Okay. From the storytelling perspective. Yeah. They can figure it out. Now, the real question is, will there even be a season three? Well, yeah, that, and that's a great point. I was, so FX hasn't officially renewed it yet. Um, and Donald Glover hasn't commented on it. He's been pretty... Well, he just gave an interview on Kimmel, I think, but I don't think they came up. Um, I think they're more, more fo- people are more focused on his This Is America video uh, these days. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Pretty, he's pretty hot right now, but um, but Zazy Beats, who plays Van, gave an interview because she's in the new Deadpool movie, uh, where she said that Donald and his brother, who who's a co-writer on the show, have they do have right. scripts planned for season three. Um, so if they're in the writing process, then you know that's that's a good sign that there will be one. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so I don't know who would call I, I mean I don't know where they would go from here I, just, I don't know if I kind of like the idea of just ending it after just two ending seasons it. ending yeah. it like this you'd like, be okay right. with that yeah I would I would be okay with the ending right now hmm yeah from a storytelling standpoint it's I mean it, it fits with the overall aesthetic like you know the it's yeah the commitment to, to sort of my take on that ending is just like the commitment to family and friendship like and loyalty right. in that world is so important you know i think that ties into the the episode where paperboy gets lost in the woods too because he's on his he's decided to go out on his own i'll be fine and then it all goes to shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a horror episode yeah uh, that one was oof um so uh yeah well do you think donald glover looking forward to the album whenever that comes out um and uh yeah so we can move on this this is a subject or a segment we've been teasing i've been teasing for a while it's the uh return of our had that been me segment <laughs> as you recall, where we take very specific scenes from movies uh, and TV shows and discuss what we would have done in similar situations. Uh, I've been wanting to do this with The Wire for a while. Looks like we'll finally get to it. Um, so I, I picked different scenes from the first four seasons. Um and let's just go through them let's sort of bounce around here okay so here's here's a good one we were talking about stringer earlier so we'll start with this one um so in season three of the wire um towards the end it's it's revealed that that stringer had been working with clay davis to get like building permits and such for for a series of, of buildings that 
he wanted to invest money in uh, from like drug dealing money to sort of launder it and just gain more wealth. And uh, at the at the end, it's revealed he finally goes to like there's a lot of delays and getting the paperwork and Clay basically just shit talking him, leading stringing him along and. Uh, Stringer goes to the the lawyer for the gang, Maury Levy, and Levy's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you've been getting shake, shaken down with this guy for a while. You should have come to me first with these right. business dealings." Which he's absolutely right. It's a little surprising that he wouldn't have just run the paperwork by. You have a like shifty lawyer on retainer. Might as I mean, anyway, he didn't. And <laughs> Maury's like, he kind of like kind of in, he insults him a little bit which <laughs> Levy was pretty brazen with his just like rec- casual like making fun of and like like he slaps D'Angelo on the head at one point in the first season <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh. so Stringer's upset about this and he goes straight back to their compound and Slim is there Slim Charles and he just orders him to hit to, to take uh, Clay Davis out Right. And uh, luckily for Slim, Slim's like, he pushes back a little bit. He's like, I don't know, killing a state senator. And then um, luckily for him, Avon is there. And Avon's like, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. And he has like, actually, <laughs> one, one of my favorite lines from the whole series is like, uh, you want to take out downtown Clay Davis? He's like a state senator. He's like, you basically need some day of the jackal type motherfucker to take out a state senator. <laughs> Stay <laughs> of the jackal type motherfucker. Yeah, I do remember him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, oh, what a great line. And so anyway, so the had that been me moment is if you were in Slim Charles' shoes, and Slim or Stringer has asked you, who you like, you're not a like a grunt, but and you're pretty pretty smart within the amongst the, the people within this gang your boss comes and tells you to do this thing how are you going to react oh man you going to push back um i'd be stressed out i don't know if i would have pushed back like slim did i probably um i think i probably would have gone to avon and be like uh you hear what he's asking me to do <laughs> Or say, say Avon wasn't there. Because okay. Avon was just in the next room in that scene. But, like, if Avon's just not there at all. I don't know. Stringer was kind of intimidating himself. Um, but I think... Mm, well, yeah, I think I would have said something. Because Stringer... Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, right then he was acting very emotionally, but generally he was pretty logical and calculating. Right. And you think like maybe if he would have just let it, it sort of been like, uh, okay, maybe like avoided things and then come back the next day. <laughs> if he just could have like prolonged it and then come back the next day to talk to him about <laughs> it, then he would have been, yeah, just could have stalled a little like, bit. Oh, then he would have been shit, more level headed. I had to take my mom to the hospital. Right, something, something. I'm sorry, no, I couldn't, and I didn't think you wanted me to delegate it to anybody else. So it was an important job. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think that's right. I think I was inter- It was interesting that he that he pushed back a little a little bit to the little degree that he did. 
it seemed like if Avon wasn't there, he would have gone along with it, at least in the moment, sort of like you're saying. Like, because I think, yeah, I think the best way to do it uh, is to just sort of say, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, well, let me just, just come up with something. Yeah, let me let's let me figure out a plan. Yeah, who I think are capable, and then yeah, go straight to Avon. Whenever, like the later that day or the next day, and like <laughs> hopefully, Avon will go to Stringer and try to talk him out of it. I mean, the, the thing is then like Stringer is going to be a little pissed at you, maybe a lot mm. pissed at you for going around his back after he gave you a direct order. <laughs> Yeah, he would be mad at that. But I mean, as we but wait, saw, but in the, wait, what happened in the end? Didn't he go after Clay? Did he get so mad? Right? Didn't he do something to Clay or try to? So right after that, Avon and him have that their their big their big fight, where he reveals that he had D'Angelo killed. Right. So, I mean, that's that's crossing a line with Avon. That he probably got to hold on. Fucking, fucking mosquito oh. just flew on my face. I'm not even sure if it's off my face. Hold on. Come on. Oh man, hold on. Trying to talk about this dignified joke. <laughs> Mosquitoes are out already. I have the window open behind me, but the screen is up. Hmm. Yeah, that's annoying. I hope it didn't bite me. I can't tell. Oh, what is this now? Can you hear this? Yeah, what's that commotion? It's, I don't know. Someone blasting some. Is that reggaeton? Okay, well, let's <laughs> take a turn. Uh, so I'm sorry. Was I talking or were you talking? You, you were talking, but that, but, but that reminds me. Um, there was an <laughs> argument in the hallway the other day. Oh, really? The other night. Yeah, argument. Oh, this guy was fired up. Um, and yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't really tell what was happening. I just heard it through the door. But they pulled a line that, similar to like a Clark County line. <laughs> where he was he was outside he was trying to get back in but now he was out in the hallway banging on the door shit somebody out was out there with him he's like it's like people keep testing me like my hands don't work or something i was like oh uh-oh uh-oh oh, shit. oh that is a great line oh man i was like uh-oh and then i, I was did like he, I'm did he, lock- did he- did he, he punctuate it with a yoo-hoo? <laughs> <laughs> there was no yoo-hoo, but he, he just kept going on. It went on for like another 15 minutes. He was oh, fired up. <laughs> so he was trying to get in get into an apartment? Uh, it what? sounded like he got kicked kicked out. Like I, It may have been, I feel like there was a game on that night. Okay. One of these games, because it was last week. It may have been that second Cavs game. Right. Man in game two, um, but he got kicked out. It sounded like they 
bullied him out of the apartment. And then they were like people were arguing in the doorway. Then he was out in the hallway arguing. Then he was pounding on the door. Then he was like pacing up and down the hallway. Then somebody was outside trying to calm him down. Like it was a, it was a lot of drama. Wow, yeah, yeah. People keep testing me like my hands don't work or something. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> now I'm trying to, as I'm trying to saying that, I'm like, is there any way I'm going to be able to incorporate that into my day to day conversation? With, with you good, can do like, it with a good context, like with with appropriate context. I don't know. Well, you'll figure it out. I have a lot figure. of confidence in you. <laughs> figure something out. Um, anyway, the short answer to your question about whether or not he actually went after him is, is no. He, he Stringer dropped that. He was just, he just was embarrassed. Oh yeah. Cause Clay, I mean, Clay, yeah, Clay was being a jerk. He was almost like laughing in his face. I think. Yeah. And didn't, didn't he just keep asking him for more money and like stalling yeah. basically? Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, he, he got, he got Stringer for, I think, I want to say around $250,000. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, my thing is like, I'm more like with the, like the, the, the middle management type dude. In, in Slim Charles, who's like, that's that's a really tough, like, oh, God, like. It is, man. I, he was put in a real tough spot. This is going to be a, this is a terrible idea. My boss is like, he should see that this is going to be a terrible idea, but he's too angry and he's not, he's being stubborn, you know. Yeah. He's all fired up right now. Well, I'm glad he Slim Charles didn't have to do anything to Clay Davis. Yeah. Because I don't, like, what would he have, even if he, like, even if he had said yes, like, okay, I'll try to work this out. How, yeah, Avon's totally right. Like, how, like, it's not like Davis has the security of, like, a president or probably even, like, a governor. But, you know, we saw, well, we saw the mayor uh, in season four. Uh, because Herc became like his personal security or whatever, right? Or official security. So the mayor of Baltimore has a security detail that's one cop, or probably a shift of cops, but one cop at a time, right? Yeah. So that's what it looked like. So a state senator probably has less security than that. I'm I'm just trying to like game this out. If there was any way, like, because who's Stringer, like, Stringer or Slim, Slim Charles, probably not going to just run up on Clay Davis and shoot him at a public. No. Yeah, I don't know what he would do. He would have to, like, somehow get into his schedule and then, like, know where he was going to be or try to set up some fake meeting with him, (laughs) you know, as, like, like, a fake person. You know, then not actually be there and like <laughs> keep up on like, them or something. Like complaining about a pothole, like right. Meeting, yeah. You have to like create like <laughs> create a fake community organization that's planning to donate. Wow. Money, <laughs> donate money and and, and then it's gonna well, turn into a community organizer. He's in there for the long game. Community <laughs> organizer, like get in there with Clay Davis. That'd and, be great like, if three like, years down the line, he kills him. <laughs> he like actually really gets into community organizing and is really good at it. And he's like wants to leave crime behind, but to, like entirely. Oh man, all to schedule a meeting and like the whole through yeah three years. He's like coming back to Stringer. Like, Why isn't this motherfucker dead yet? 
Listen, look, look, there's down, there was a down power line in the, at the community at the uh, old folks home. So they weren't, so the old folks didn't have air conditioning. It's really hot out, you know. I was just thinking about if my own grandmother was in this home. Sweating. Oh, man. Stringer's like, all right. Like, all right well, we don't, want, <laughs> we don't want that. But please set up this oh. meeting. You could take him out. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that would be good. That would, man, that would have been a good one. They could have a spinoff of that, like from Charles. <laughs> community organizer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, the, the shitty thing, and this is probably what happens in most office dynamics, is with middle management, like Slim could technically just order like someone lower on the totem pole to, to go take take him out and just, just run up right. and shoot him, you know? He, he could have been... Yeah, I mean, he's out and about. like He's walking around. He could have just gone over to Poot and been like, Poot, uh, go shoot this guy. <laughs> Yeah, say just like that. <laughs> Poop. He owes us. He owes us some money. He he got to go. He got to go. Poop. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Poot. You heard. You know, he was involved in the Wallace killing. So right. You know, but I think even Poot would be like, "Whoa, wait a minute! <laughs> I've seen this guy on TV." <laughs> okay, Poot might question it. Poot. Yeah. And then you got Poot. Then you got. The pawns and grunts. And then you got that pushback from them. Oh my god. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I think Slim Slim Charles did the right thing in the end. Well, I mean, he he no, he got bailed out basically by Avon. Just Avon just happened. <laughs> well, to show he, up. I mean, he, he was he was like, doing a little oh, stall you mean, action. You mean pushing back at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Just going ahead with that, and like, oh, okay, kill the state senator. Right. You got it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, bu- 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 okay, so let's move on to another one. Um, so, okay, let's go to season four. So... Marlowe, the season four documents Marlowe's basically dominance, uh, ascension and dominance of uh, the Baltimore, or I think, are they in West Baltimore? Yeah, West Baltimore drug trade. Um, and he is, uh, he's got, actually, speaking of personal security d- details, he's got his main henchman, um, uh, Chris Partlow, uh, and Snoop. Uh, yeah. Very vicious, da- very dangerous duo there. Um, Marlowe, pretty dangerous himself. He shoots. He, we see Marlowe kill at least one person in the TV series himself. Um, but uh, but <coughs> anyway, there's a scene in a convenience store that Marlowe's at. He's just kind of waiting around while Chris, I think he asked Chris to go get a car. Like they're, they're meeting somewhere. Chris is, he's like, they're getting ready to leave. He uh, tells Chris to go off to get the car. And meanwhile, he goes into a convenience store to just buy a bottle of water, gets the bottle of water. Um, and, uh, as he, as he's doing that, like there's a security guard in the store who's kind of just eyeballing him as he goes around. And I, I think the implication is that he doesn't, Marlo doesn't like that. So 
after he buys a bottle of water, he covertly, it's, it's, this is a pretty slick move. He steals a, a lollipop from that, from like a candy jar that's at the register. Right. Right. And he does this without the cashier noticing, but with the security guard who's off to the side, he clearly is seeing it. And Marlo's making eye contact with the security guard as a right. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a pretty intimidating move. So Marlo steals the, put it, puts it in his pocket, walks out the door. The security guard kind of huffs to himself and follows him out the door, meets him on the sidewalk. Right. So that's the setup. Now, in this one, I want you to put yourself in the in the in the position of the security guard. Okay, um, uh. so the security guard admits to him. He he says something like, "Look, I know what you're about," meaning like, "I know you're 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 you know you're you're official. You're you're certified, right?" Yeah. And then, but he's like, and he's like, then he's like, "You think I like this job?" He's like, basically like. Come on, man! I want you to re- show me some respect. That's basically his point, right? Because um, he's not like he like like you know. I have a I have a buddy who got caught shoplifting in Ohio, and he's like, and this is like I don't know, this is like when we were in high school, and he told me it was at uh, I think it was at a Meyer, um, which was like a big big department store chain in in Ohio, and he's like, yeah, like because. Like, well, you know, going back to Atlanta is like, there's a no, the, the no chase policy, right? Uh, oh, Meyer? This... Meyer? No, no, no. Well, in the Atlanta episode where Tracy's stealing the shoes. Right. I do remember that. He's, he says there's a no chase policy, but in, no, in Meyer, there definitely is a fucking chase policy because my buddy got hemmed up. He got the guard, like snatched him up and took him to like some kind of holding cell that they had in the Meyer. <laughs> And uh, and he had to wait there while the while the cops came. Damn. And yeah, it turned into a whole thing. I he didn't get arrested, but it was definitely like a thing. So, you know that that's sort of like I don't know, you know, like secure a security guard at a random convenience store in Baltimore. You know, who knows what their policy is? But the point is, he didn't do any of that. Like he didn't try to grab Marlo. He didn't even say get back here or order him around. He's just like, come on, man. Stop disrespecting me. So anyway, that's a lot of setup. If question is, you're that co- you're that security guy. Are you going after Marlo, knowing that he is like connected? Um, or are you just gonna look to the side and pretend you didn't see it? Yeah, for me, it's like, all right, man, whatever. I would let that go. I would. I. I. For me, it's not worth it. I wouldn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like, you know what? Go ahead. Have that <laughs> lollipop. <laughs> I'm just going to stay here. Right. Yeah. It's a lollipop. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lollipop. Like, I get it. The, res- the respect aspect of it. But, yeah. um. You don't take that as yeah. disrespect? <laughs> or disrespect to the I point mean, where it needs to be addressed? Not to, Not to me. It's not like. He walked in there and just like grabbed a bag of chips, looked at me in my face, and walked out. <laughs> Smacked like, you with a bag of chips and then walked. <laughs> <out>. Right. <laughs> like, See, I, these are these are not even these are all crunched up now. I'm still still, still taking yeah, them. these are crunched up. Now I gotta go get. Why you mess up my bag of chips? Now I gotta go get more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love 
Yeah, you smack him with a bag of chips and then say to him, why'd you mess up my bag of chips? <laughs> fucking ugly face. Exactly. You hit my chips with your yeah, face, my, man. Now you, you get my chips ugly. Now my chips ugly, though. <laughs> like you. <laughs> see? See, now we made it like really disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the question is what, what, how much disrespect would it take for you for you to address this with someone you know is a gangster, right? Like, who could have you killed that night? Well, I don't think. I mean, see, <clears throat> I don't think he thought he, he was going to take it to like like. And Marlo did take it to an extreme. That was sort of like his character. Yeah, one of his character traits is like he was like going nuclear option on everybody at all times to get his way. And so he has the guard killed later. Like Chris, he's like, Chris is, he tells Chris to take him out. Well, see, this is, a, this is an interesting parallel to the, to the stringer thing with Davis. Like, cause Marlo was just like, yeah, just kill this guy. And like, I don't think Chris even had it. They don't show him in the process of killing him. They just show his body later. Um, or I think they allude to it or something. Anyway, anyway, it, it's clear, clear that he's dead. No, they show his, his dead body. So, yeah, but so yeah, obviously if he knows that he's going to be killed for confronting Marlo, he's not going to. That's that's just common sense. But he didn't I mean he didn't think that. So yeah, anyway. The lollipop thing was enough. Right, cuz I don't think at that point that was early in the season, right? Uh I think, yeah, mid, maybe midway. I don't I don't know how like well-known Marlo was and how well-known like him and his actions were at that time. Mm. Oh, right. To like, like the greater community, you know, like, right. like yeah. people knew Avon, people knew Stringer, people know what's his name, Prop Joe. Right. And it's like, <clears throat> but Marlo, like, yeah, the guys in the game knew who he was and knew how fucking <laughs> short tempered this guy was right. how ruthless he was but like people in general like the regular people i don't know if they really knew about right. him like that yeah so yeah if 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 it was me so if i'm if i'm in that exact scenario like what happened in the show then yeah i'm, I'm like you i'm just gonna like i'm definitely gonna let it go right um, especially because it was yeah it was like maybe two lollipops so what 50 cents worth of Exactly. If this is this really that bad, I go give the cat put a dollar in the cash register. Shit. Yeah. 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 That's another option. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. That's good because that, like, yeah, you're trying to make make the whole situation right. Um, yeah. At your expense, minor expense, but still, uh, that that did, would never even occur to me <laughs> to do that. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like uh, I didn't see anything. What? Oh. Was there someone here earlier? A young, young guy? No. Was there someone here? I definitely didn't see that. You uh, sure? I don't think there's been any. Yeah. Anyone's been you're any you're back there, like, fucking erasing the security camera footage. Yeah. Like, I don't want any problems. I don't want this to come out. I'm just <laughs> he sure. was He was never here. I don't know who he is. I don't know why the, the tape jump cuts 20 minutes later. Uh, I don't know what, how that happened, uh, or why my fingerprints are on the uh, the VCR. Um, anyway, yeah, but yeah, it's if it's if you know, like, ah, fuck, yeah, it's it's dangerous. I mean, again, it's not like he Marlo like punched the cashier in the face and grabbed a bunch of cash. 
like right. register anything like that. And even in that case, I would probably just call the cops because security, like, what are you going to do? Even if you like want to go after him, this kid's clearly going to beat you in a foot race. You know, there's no doubt about that. The security guard is like, you know, not huge, but kind of big. Um, or yeah. a young guy. Um, you just call the cops and report a robbery, basically. Um, I mean, yeah, like, you know, the more I think about it, even, okay, let's say uh, you don't know this guy at all, but you're, you're growing up in that neighborhood, you live there, like, you can recognize somebody, but, like, if you see somebody that's paying for something, and then they turn around at you and look at you while they're stealing something, it's like, mm, I don't know if that's the type of person I want to confront. <laughs> I'm just gonna let this go. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, it's, also, yeah. it's like just the weirdness <laughs> aspect. Like, yeah, it's like, really uh... weird. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is strange. I'm just gonna hope that this guy leaves as soon as possible. Yeah, I, yeah. If anything, I'd be relieved that that's all he did. Right. In that case, it's, yeah, like, it's like, because he probably does have to, like, there's, you know, Marlo, you know, it's not a great neighborhood. Like, there's probably kids who come through there trying to, trying to shoplift every now and then. I mean, that's why they hired a security guard in the first place. Yeah. Ownership has to pay for it, you know, this salary or whatever. But so, you know, if, if considering, you know, if there's kids coming through there stealing like beer and stuff and running out the door, like that's a, a that's annoying. You got to sort of make a show of going after it or trying to prevent it. If someone's just take someone who, again, you know, is a gang, like gang member, but you know, by your own admission, like you just see him take a couple lollipops. Like that's a, that's a relief. If anything. <laughs> For you, that's a relief. Like, whew, good. Get out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be like a lot worse. Like, you know, he could be expecting like some sort. He could be extorting the shop owners, you know, and expecting some kind of kickback. And you know, mm-hmm. you know, I want you know, where's my, you know, two hundred fifty dollars for this week, this week's protection, or whatever. You know, so yeah, I feel bad for that security guy, um, little character dude, um, as, as much as anyone can. But yeah, that was that was a bad move. Uh, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, I think he made reference to having a family too. Oh. <laughs> you know, you have a family, you have kids. Your priorities are supposed to change. Like, kids need you. Self, self right. protection. You got to be there. Yeah. So well, you got to eat healthy, too. <laughs> so, so sodium. Don't you want to see your kids graduate? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Eat a That's right. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's right. Eat some vegetables right now. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, I, just, I had two other ones, but I think I want to save them maybe for the next time. Um, was there? We can we can begin to wrap up. But was there anything you wanted to say about about calves or anything? I'm gonna stay quiet on the calves for now. I need to see how they handle this next one. Yeah, but um, so at least they got was one win. Yes. Did you watch it? Uh, no. I well, that's not completely true. I watched the first quarter. Okay. 
And then yeah. I just sort of followed those around with the score after that. Yeah, they pulled pulled ahead pretty early from what I remember. Um one by thirty points. Yeah, I don't know. I I it's encouraging. It seemed like the second game in Boston was within reach at at, at various points where they could have won, you know, taken one in the Boston Garden. Um, yeah, this is I don't know what these guys are gonna it's do. It's been frustrating for me. Like I'd say the last like what eight years that it seems like LeBron always has to go up against the fucking Cavs in the play or the fucking Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, so every time you turn around, it's annoying. the Celtics again. Always just so goddamn annoying. God, Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. Yeah, all the time, fucking Celtics. Yeah, it just me maybe my general distaste for Boston sports fans and. Just out of the city in general, but I don't know. It just is so annoying. Uh, even with Miami, like, you know. Yeah, even with Miami, he's playing against the Celtics. Fuck. <laughs> it was always there. I really hope they win, but yeah, I don't want to jinx it, so. Um, yeah. To wrap up, uh, any closing thoughts? Um... What else did I see? Oh, I also saw this movie, The Disaster Artist, which I liked a lot. I'd recommend it. Go see it if you haven't seen it. I was thinking of seeing that that in the theater, actually, because, you know, I'm a fan of The Room from, you know, an appreciation of how bad it was standpoint and how weird it is. So you actually saw The Room. Did we have this conversation? I don't think so. Okay, so you watched it, yeah. Or maybe we did, actually. Um, Yeah, I saw The Room shortly. So it came out in... Yeah, I remember someone, uh, actually an ex-girlfriend, told me about it in 2009 uh, at some point. Um, And... Because she had just seen it on DVD. And... So then I, I think I watched it a couple like a month or so later and I was blown I, I was blown away. It's it's insane. Have you seen it? No. I've only all I know is from uh this from this movie from the disaster artist cuz then even you know so part of it is I guess it's the him meeting and then make up with friends and then just the filming of that movie the room. Right. And then at the end they even do this thing with the side-by-side um, clips, uh, like sure. side-by-side comparison. Yeah. yeah. And so then you see the footage from the actual movie compared with disaster artist scenes of the reenact, almost like a reenactment, I guess. And it's like, man, that movie looks so terrible. Yeah. Oh, it is. It definitely is. But it's, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible in a very weird way that it's, it's even hard for me to describe. Um, it's, yeah, it's like somebody who has no understanding of how, not only how to make a film, but also how humans act and respond to other humans <laughs> in real life or even in cinema in real life, like, like, on, like, or in works of art. Like it's, yeah, it's baffling how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I could see that. He is like such a strange dude. Right. It's so strange. But yeah, 
it's good. It was well worth it. Franco, Franco pulled that shit off. I give yeah. a lot of credit to James. Yeah, he went all the yeah. way in on that one. Yeah, it seemed like he was doing a pretty pretty close impression of that that dude, Tommy Wiseau. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I would want to recommend. I just this week got into this new podcast called Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Um, it's really good. It's they. It's a movie review thing, but from like a perspective of like how the film did or did not the film help uh, advance the, the overall uh, f- potential for success for, for black actors in, in Hollywood um, or black uh. and, min- and minority actors. Like that's, that's the, the focus of it. And so okay. it's great. Like it's, it is three comedians. I think, I think all three of whom are UCB trained Um and who I've seen, I've seen perform a bunch of times. They're they're all really, really talented, but um, they're really smart. It's really smart. It's funny reviews and uh, some really good insights in it. So I would recommend it highly. And I think that that concludes our recommendation segment. Uh, <laughs> eat some vegetables. I like that segment. That's right. <laughs> recommendation segment. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'd also I'm, as I look over to the side, I see a bag of garlic and onion potato chips. So I'd recommend that as well. Of course, my, my classic Old Bay, trusty Old Bay seasoning. Trusty um. Old Bay. <laughs> oh man. Right. Um, okay. This was podcast episode forty nine. Next one's episode fifty. Very exciting. Uh oh. Special. Be on the lookout. Yoo. <laughs>